Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yeah, man, I'm ready for this uh, part three of hopefully three. Three of three, maybe? I'm really fucking hoping so, dude, because... We've never done more than three on a single subject, but this isn't like one subject. This is is all the subjects. They're all there. Yeah, there's a lot to it, and I should have known diving into it, JFK thing was going to be involved but i didn't expect this involved Mm-mm-mm-mm. but we've we've caught it government alien cover-up yeah for the last couple episodes well we couldn't go with jfk because the other two weren't really about J. I i mean it all leads into one thing you but mentioned him like one time in the beginning of the first part yeah he was a war hero and then we went back like 50 years before that. And then Roswell. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it all ties in together, buddy. It's coming, baby. Somewhere. Yeah. I don't even know where. Do you know where? I think I know where, and I have a very, very rock-solid conclusion. Oof. All right. I'm telling you, man. 100% proof. Damn... I don't even know where we left off on the last one because that was vacation brain was starting to sink in when we recorded last. Yeah. Uh, the last one, we finished off talking about Eisenhower, his uh, his exit speech, and how he said uh, we should take nothing for granted. Uh, only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals so security and liberty may prosper together. So that was... The last episode was basically all Eisenhower and uh, how... Basically how he got fucked. Now he signed over Area 51 to the CIA. So, like, he basically gave it to them. Gave them their own little town thing. MJ-12 was in there, CIA, yeah, that whole thing's coming together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. So this one, this one we're going to get into John F. Kennedy, finally. What? <laughs> yeah. I think it's about time, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't you say the audiobook that you listen to is called Kennedy's Last Stand? Yeah, and actually... I probably could have just listened to the last chapter because he sums up the entire book in the last chapter. Really I'm nice. like, this fucking asshole. <laughs> like, why didn't you give me a hint that I could have done that? He, like, sums it all up in, like, I don't know, 20 fucking minutes. So it could have been one podcast. Well, no. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think. I mean, he 
it was like a cliff notes of it. Like it just wasn't, but it was, he laid it all out there in the last chapter. I'm like this fucking bastard. So what's the saying? Is it a school thesis or an essay or something? Tell them what you're going to tell them and then tell them and then tell them what you told them. Well, that's what he fucking did <laughs> because he started off talking about <laughs> JFK and then it veered off into like the Eisenhower stuff. I, yeah, it does all tie back around, but I'm like, geez. And then at the end, he's like, look, this is what I told you <laughs> in case you forgot. Here you go, dumbass. <laughs> so John Fitzgerald Kennedy was elected president on November 8th, 1960. And during his transition, he met with Eisenhower twice. Uh, one of them was on December 6th of 1960, and the other one was January 19th, 1961. So just one day before Kennedy takes over. Oh, so this wasn't like a presidential debate. It was just two dudes hanging out. Yeah, and actually it was a lot like that because basically during these meetings, it started off with them having private conversations without their staff or anything. Like nobody else was around. That's a wild concept in today's society. Like, now it, it has to be publicized. There has yeah. to be a press conference. Everybody's got to be involved. There's a host and everything. It's not just two guys sitting down having a chit-chat over some coffee or a couple of cold brews or anything. I don't know if that was common or uncommon in the day either. Uh, it seemed like it might have been a little out of the norm because one of the staffers said that they talked for, like, an hour, hour and a half just by themselves before they went to the cabinet room and then that's where they would discuss presidential matters. And that's where the staff would be. Damn. I can't remember what the staffer's name was. I didn't even put it in the notes because I didn't think I was even going to mention that. But yeah, he said it was like an hour, hour and a half long chat with nobody else around. Today's society just seems like you, that's unheard of to rival presidential candidates just hanging out the second meeting was two days after eisenhower's farewell speech so the first meeting was before that and actually i think the second meeting was the one that was like an hour and a half long that they chatted but either way i think eisenhower wanted to like you know they wanted to explain like hey this is what i meant by this also i know you know about aliens because we were kind of you know, I know you were briefed on Roswell. I was part of the Pentagon when Roswell happened. Like, uh, you know, so... And then he wanted to explain to him how he went toe-to-toe with MJ-12. <laughs> like, I'm going to fucking raid you guys. It's insane. Yeah. And uh, I was just looking it up. I didn't know this myself. Eisenhower was a Republican and Kennedy's Democratic. Yeah. That I didn't know myself, but now you know, I know, we know. Well, you knew Eisenhower was Republican. Did I? Or you might have forgotten. Yeah, it was in the last episode. It was before beach time, but he was the first Republican in office since, I think it was Hoover. Oh, okay. Or, no, not, I can't remember. It might have been Hoover. I could look real quick. Uh, Yeah, since Hoover left in 1933. So for like... 30 fucking years there were no republicans there 
And then you get one guy in there, and then here comes JFK, like, ah, fuck these Republicans. <laughs> but they're hanging out. But then again, you, Eisenhower's like, Johnny, listen, man, I uh, kind of fucked up. So this is what you're coming into, buddy. Just want to let you know. Well, I mean, Eisenhower did two terms, so he, he was kind of like, fuck, I mean, I didn't lose. <laughs> My party lost, but I didn't lose. I think... Kennedy was going up against Nixon. Uh, that could be. Cause Nixon, I think so. Nixon was, it was, that was the beginning of television. Because they, wasn't there a whole thing about Nixon? He didn't want to put on any kind of makeup to reduce the glare on his face. So then he just looked like this mess on TV for one. <laughs> that's one, one problem he had. I don't know. Yeah, he had other problems <laughs> later, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he ran into some issues. A little bit. So, Kennedy knew that if he was going to be successful in changing what Eisenhower had probably warned him about, that he would he would have to, like, establish an authority and, like, kind of force the CIA to share details with him. Kind of like, look, I'm the fucking president. <laughs> I'm the boss now. Yeah. Eisenhower let you do this, but I'm going to change some shit. You're just an old white man. Look at me. I'm barely in my 30s. Let's do this. <laughs> so on February 19th, 1961, just like one month after he took over, he signed, Kennedy ex- signed Executive Order 10920, and that abolished the Operations Coordinating Board. Now, the Operations Coordinating Board, they were the ones responsible for some Cold War psychological warfare activities. Like the men who stare at goats? Yeah. Like, just kind of... Yeah. That's a good example. (laughs) That was one of the nuttier ones. I mean, one of the, like, more weird ones, I think. Dude, we did all kinds of weird shit back in the day, and people think that we're not doing all kinds of weird shit now. Right. Yeah, right. We are unholy. I can't even think. See, that's how distracted I am. We're so distracted by everything else that it's just a sleight of hand. Yeah. Look at this. Uh, look what we're doing over here. We're attacking all these private companies. Oh, now we're on the side of the private companies. Oh, we're attacking them again. What are you doing What are you doing with your left hand, dude? What's going on over there? Yeah. Just make TikTok so popular that they just sit there for hours scrolling through fucking videos Video after video after video, and they don't even fucking know what's happening. Nope. Oh, it's a Chinese app. Uh-oh, that's a problem, isn't it? Well, guess we're going to have to ban it. We're not going to ban it? We are going to ban it. We're n- we are? No. <laughs> what are we doing? Complete distraction. The Operations Coordinating Board was the successor to the Psychological Strategies Board, which was established by Truman in June 20th, 1951. Uh, The name changed to the Operations Coordinating Board in 1953. And then once Kennedy abolished the board eight years later, and he handed power over to his national security advisor, McGeorge Bundy. Okay. McGeorge Bundy. His parents hated him. That that was a bad name even then. Come on, guys. His brother McDonald got nothing, dude. (laughs) He had a farm. It took him a while, but he had a farm. 
He's got banging ass nuggets too, brother. <laughs> so it was handed over to Mick George Bundy and the Department of State. So psychological warfare was very important to MJ-12. Hiding the UFOs and all that shit is essentially psychological warfare on a different kind of level, you know, so... Could that be psychological warfare itself? We're like, well, aliens don't exist. <laughs> oh, wait. Don't they? Maybe. All of the see, they're ancient. That's what it was. That's what we're talking about now. I wouldn't be surprised if they went so far as one group of them are saying aliens don't exist and then the uh, another faction of them are saying aliens do exist now we're all like uh, i don't know are they real are they not real are they coming for us are they peaceful are they angry are they you know what i mean yep tornado of distraction yeah so i mean psychological warfare very important for mj12 to distract us from what they were really doing and they're still doing it yeah <laughs> kennedy getting rid of the board that decided what to do and when to do it in terms of that basically showed that Kennedy would do anything he could in order to regain control. Cause he's like, you know what? You guys use this done It's gone. Executive order. Motherfuckers. No votes done out. I'm the boss. Yeah. On June 28th, 1961, Kennedy wrote a top secret memo to Alan Dulles we talked about Dulles a couple times in this series. The airport guy. Yeah, the airport guy. This piece of shit, Alan <laughs> Dulles. Uh, at the time, he was the director of the CIA. And in the subject, it says, Review of MJ-12 intelligence operations as they relate to Cold War psychological warfare plans. And then literally all it says is, I would like a brief summary from you at your earliest convenience. So, he's just like, I want to fucking know what you know as soon as possible. <laughs> Dulles' response in an, an alleged top secret document, I, I haven't found it, but it was dated November 5th, 1961. So, this motherfucker must have been very busy because Kennedy wrote that in June. This bastard didn't reply until November. Emails took a long time in the <laughs> 60s. It just beep, 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 stop, beep, beep, boop. <laughs> so his response says basically that UFOs were part of a, quote, Soviet propaganda in order to spread distrust of the government, end quote. It also stated that, quote, while some UFOs are of non-terrestrial origin, they didn't constitute a threat to national defense, End quote. And then lastly, this quote, he explained, For reasons of security, I cannot divulge pertinent data on some of the more sensitive aspects of MJ-12 activities. So he's like, look, it's all propaganda, this is all bullshit, but some of this shit I can't tell you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so what, did he, did he contradict himself? It's all bullshit, but I can't tell you what the bullshit actually is. That's what it sounds like, right? Like, it's all, it's propaganda, you know. It does say, though, some UFOs are of non-terrestrial origin. Well, UFO literally stands for unidentified flying object. But aren't they, yeah, but aren't they something else now? UAPs, I think. Yeah, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Yeah, something like that. 
You know, there's got to be something behind that, right? It's another, it's another form of sleight of hand. Well, we're not going to call them UFOs anymore. It's a little taboo. It's a little, it's a little too crazy. We don't, we don't want to be weird. It's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I want to get the tinfoil hat guys out here. <laughs> that's my, that's my thought on it. We got to change it. It's not trendy anymore. UFOs weird. No, we don't talk about that. We got, it, we're starting something new. Yeah, you're probably right about that. It's probably just as simple as that. So, I mean, you got Kennedy's letter. You got Dulles's response. Kind of obvious that there's like a power struggle going on here. Mm-hmm. Kennedy wants the fucking info. He wants to get this shit back under presidential control. And Dulles is like, nah, fam, I've had to run of the farm way too long. You're not caging me back up. Who do you think you are? Some kind of superstar? I said some kind of superstar. (laughs) Isn't that a song? Who do you think you are? Some kind of superstar? If it's not a song, it should be part of a song. I don't know. I I don't know that song. I changed that that station when that station comes on. (laughs) (laughs) So there's uh, this partially burned memorandum. It was allegedly rescued from a fire. That was burning the rest of James Angleton's files after he died on May 12th, 1987. Now, I don't know if you remember much about James Angleton, but he was the head of the CIA's counterintelligence division. So the files being burned were probably some kind of confident, like shit they don't want. They don't even want the chance of a FOIA thing coming out. You know what I mean? Like Redacted. Ragon. Yeah, rug burned. <laughs> this guy, Dr. Robert Wood and his son Ryan Wood, they authenticate this kind of stuff and they said it looked to be genuine, but the forensics weren't able to like trace it. But just judging by the looks, so they're like, I don't know. I, there's, I can't get any fingerprints off of it. Well, it wasn't a fucking fire. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. This is what the cover letter says, my dude. Quote. As you must know, Lancer, which was Kennedy's Secret Service codename, has made some inquiries regarding our activities which we cannot allow. Please submit your views no later than October. Your action to this matter is critical to the continuance of the group. Oh, shit. That was kind of a... I don't know what to think of that. It wasn't exactly a threat, but it wasn't exactly not a threat. Yeah, it was like some inquiry which we cannot allow. This isn't going to happen. I don't know who you think you are. This is not going to happen. Now, there's, there's no date on it, but judging by that alone, it sounds like... Was it in 62 then? Because you said, we can't. this is by October. Wasn't there... You Weren't you just talking about November of 61? June of 61, Kennedy wrote his letter, and then November, so it must be 62, yeah. <laughs> I I have the the burned documents here. What? Yeah, that it they're again, they're hard to read. Is that cuz they're burned? Well, partially, yeah. This is exclusive. Found the the burned pieces. <laughs> so I don't know how many pages it was, but there's a tab A, tab B, tab C, D, E, F, G and H. Now, one of the most interesting tabs is H. All right. Because tab H 
refers to something called project environment. So many projects, and that doesn't sound... I mean, that sounds pretty innocuous, but any time they call anything project anything, it's probably a little bit sinister. Well, also, here's a page right here. It says, Directive regarding Project Blue Book. Project Blue Book will continue in its current intelligence collection activities and counterintelligence functions as specified in current NIH, maybe? Reference to Blue Book is authorized only when responding to public and congressional inquiries. Okay. Yeah, that's a little strange. Project Environment is essentially a fucking assassination directive. What? Yeah. Like I said, it sounds very innocuous. Sounds pretty. Project Environment. Hey, we're going to save the environment, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, this is not, uh, you know, like part of the Green Party. You know, this is not save the environment here. No, this is not Operation Plant a Bunch of Trees. We're going to water the plants with something else. What it says is, when conditions become non-conducive for growth in our environment and Washington cannot be influenced any further, the weather is lacking any precipitation. It should be wet. Well, holy shit. Now, you could take that in so many different ways. You can take it literal or you can some wet work there, baby. What's interesting about the phrase, it should be wet, it originates from Russia, where what? the term wet works or wet affairs denotes someone who has been killed or is drenched in blood. Oh, shit. So they say... When conditions become non-conducive for growth in our environment and Washington cannot be influenced any further, the weather is lacking any precipitation. It should be wet. Oh my god. This is a fucking document, dude. This is an official document. Holy shit. Taken out of a fire at James Angleton's residence after he died. These people, they were supposed to burn his shit, and I guess some guy saw it and was like, whoa, I don't want to burn that. I think I'm looking at the same thing you are now, MajesticDocuments.com. My God. No, I was looking at Itscribed.com is where I found mine. All right. Just this thing, Burned Memo S1. It's only seven pages, but at the very end of it, it has exactly what you just read. It's fucking crazy. I mean, it's cryptic. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't make sense unless it's meaning something else to me. When conditions become non-conducive for growth in our environment and Washington cannot be influenced any further, the weather is lacking any precipitation. It should be wet. And Washington can't be influenced any further? That Come on. Yeah. How, are you, how else are you supposed to read into it? It sounds to me like it's code for someone should be killed. Uh, yeah. Wet work? Come on. Mm-hmm. Did you read the, the previous page? There's a directive regarding BW. I don't know who BW is. Do you? No. Designated MJ projects should be held in... Uh, ready? Uh, that, that spot's all blurred out. Readings? Uh... Designated MG, MJ project should be held in readiness. Perform 
Spike, capitalized, and House Cleaning, capitalized, operations in major population centers in the event, conventional methods are not satisfactory. Specialists from MK Ultra and Artichoke are hereby activated to conduct domestic. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> How is it all right here? Because it was a MJ12. It was from Alan Dulles to his other MJ12 people, dude. It's like sending out a little a group message and you accidentally include your fucking mom. You know? <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. Reply all. Damn it. Yeah. Some crazy shit, dude. I don't know. MJ-12, holy... I didn't know they were that sinister. They're part of the fucking CIA, dude. The CIA are the most sinister fucks in the country. And Until they... I'm listening to one book now, and we talked about our next subject, the anniversary of a mm-hmm. thing coming. <laughs> the CIA and FBI teamed up for for different things before the big event, and... Both of them together were like twice as incompetent. It's incredible. How they're like, no, you do it. Well, I don't want to do it. I don't, we're not supposed to do it. No, you do it. How come you didn't do it? Yeah, you get that a lot. It's like uh, rival police force, not, or like neighboring police departments. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? They just, not my jurisdiction. Like, all right, well, can you check your camera at least? No, nah, I can't do it, dude. <laughs> Camera's down. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> but MJ-12 lived inside of the CIA eventually. That was the Weisenhower thing. Yeah. But now here they are. They're just they're just sending text back and forth. Little memos. And then Angleton's like fuck. You know, like when I die, all this shit better be burned. Cause I got a lot of shit here that'll implicate a lot of people. Yeah, but did it? Did it, in secrecy, implicate anybody? Well, I don't know for sure. I mean, nobody other than Oswald got in trouble. Well, like anybody's ever said, if you look at anything at all, it was Patsy. Well, we'll get there. Uh, (laughs) For sure. In this episode? I'm going to try. I'm going to really try. All right. Have we gone slightly off the rails? Should we have a break now, or do you got some more before you want to... Yeah, let's take a break. We'll All come right. back to it and we'll just fucking rock and roll. Hell yeah. Well, we were just talking over the break and oh my god, I can't believe how no, the mindfuckery here. It's, this stuff it happened. This is real. This is not somebody's speculation. It's not somebody's weird conspiracy theory. No, this happened. There's documents. People talked about this. Yeah, it was like a lot of conspiracies. It was a conspiracy until we got the documents and we're like, eh, look here. We fucking knew it. You know, my wife sent me a picture the other day, just a little meme. I don't want to get too off track, but it said, uh, I need new conspiracy theories. All my old ones are coming true. (laughs) I said, yeah, I'm saving that. That's good. Yep. Running alone conspiracy theories because they're all... They're not <laughs> theories anymore. I know. Uh, all right. So JFK often talked to his brother, Bobby Kennedy or Robert Kennedy. I got Robert in my notes, but you can call him Bobby, whatever you got, whatever you know him by. <laughs> oh, Bobby K. Robert was actually very interested 
and UFOs, and he even wrote letters to constituents about them. Like he, he was into it. He, his guy, he was like the attorney general too, I think. Oh, nice. And then they were all wiped out. Yeah, that family's cursed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't in his. Wasn't it Kennedy's sister? Was it her that got a lobotomy? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I have heard that. She was one of she was one of them in that group that got a lobotomy and she just she was kind of rebellious. Hey man, my brother, he's he's the president or he's got all this government political power. I'm just gonna go woo crazy. Hey sis, you need to calm down before uh oh. See now why'd you do that? Was she older? I thought I don't know. I thought she was younger when it, I thought like the dad had it performed or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look into it. I don't know. I think it was. Bah, we're not. It's not for this episode. <laughs> I guess it had came out that Robert had been a part of several meetings about UFOs, and he actually received a lot of information on the topic. And then he would go and tell JFK, "Hey, did you know this? Hey, I heard this." That's hilarious. I know. He's like, "Hey, Johnny, <laughs> guess what I found out? <laughs> ET was real." <laughs> E.T. was real, man. <laughs> oh, wait. I guess the timing didn't work out. <laughs> I guess E.T. wasn't out then, was it? Well, if they... I bet that word was definitely a word that they used. Extraterrestrials. Yeah. So, Lieutenant Colonel Philip Corso was the head of the Army's Foreign Technologies Desk from 61 to 63. And he wrote this book titled The Day After Roswell going back to roswell we're not going back to roswell don't worry but the book was about how he was involved with an army program to seed the private sector with extraterrestrial technologies yes so from 53 to 57 corso was on a number of national security committees during the eisenhower era he would report directly to lieutenant general arthur trudeau who was the head of Army Intelligence, which was G2, which was the people who said, hey, that thing from the Battle of L.A., they're the ones who went and got that ship. All right, so now we got that. Corso said in an interview that Robert Kennedy contacted him about any knowledge that he may have, and he had several meetings with Robert explaining to him what happened with Roswell and we were secretly reverse engineering alien technology. Uh, Corso was asked to testify on a committee about classified national security issues, and he said he agreed on one condition being the one condition being that his testimony would be relayed directly to the Kennedy brothers. Oh, shit. Like, I'll do it, but I want those fucking kids to know. You know, <laughs> I assume he's thinking they're kids. He's probably an old dude now. Corso served as Arthur Trudeau's liaison to the Psychological Strategies Board. All tying together, dude. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So basically what it means is Corso was very familiar with psychological warfare area, which was tied to MJ-12, and he was feeding that info to the Kennedys. Timothy Good, who authored the book Need to Know, in it, he cites a reliable military source who said that around 1961 or 62, 
Kennedy wanted to see alien bodies associated with the crash site. Oh, shit. Yeah, so allegedly, these alien bodies were taken to a medical facility in Florida where Kennedy went to view them. This is where I didn't do a lot on it because this is also very, very in-depth. What? But this is where an unconfirmed wiretap summary of Marilyn Monroe comes in. Whoa. Marilyn Monroe was likely killed because she also knew of aliens and she was going to spill the fucking beans. She had that power. She had that star power that people would be like, hold up. She's a little ditzy, but uh, hold on a minute. Yeah. This wiretap transcript was written August 3rd, 1962. So she was apparently having an affair with Robert Kennedy as well. Oh, she's getting around. That's But she was she was into John. Like John was into her? That's how it works. Birds and the bees and well, stuff? Well, from what I gathered, she had ideas of grandeur where she was he was going to leave Jackie... She was going to be the first lady, and she basically, what it sounds like is she turned into the fucking psycho girl. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. You know, the dick make you go crazy, (laughs) you know? (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, so, uh, was I think it was Hoover at the time went to Kennedy and was like, yo, this is a bad idea, man. She knows... You guys are leaking stuff to her. I know you are. I know you're saying shit to her. That pillow talk. This, you're so cute. You're so cute. Aliens are real. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, you guys got to stop. So they start backing away. And Marilyn Monroe is like, hey, what the fuck's going on here? You guys aren't returning my call. You fucking assholes. I'm going to st- I'm gonna leak this. I'm going to leak all this info. She's trying to blackmail the, the president and stuff. Please. I don't know if she actually said that to the president or not, but I know that Robert Kennedy became pretty paranoid, had her phone tapped. All right. That's fine. That's fine. He's he's that kind of guy. Watching out for his brother. That's cool. All right, so I got another document here. I can't fucking read it. Why would they put it like this? Anyway, fuck that. <laughs> um. So, yeah, in the wiretap, she mentions that she's talking to a friend or whatever, and she's like, oh, I'm so mad. Uh, I'm going to tell everybody everything. She knew of bases in Cuba, and she knew of a plan to kill Castro. She also mentioned her, quote, diary of secrets, end quote, and what a field day the newspapers would have with such information. Really? She was going nuts. And who was she talking to then? I don't remember. I that might be in that document I have here, but I can't. Because you'd you'd think they'd be a target also if she's like, I know all this stuff, blah 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 blah, blah. and they're like, whoa whoa whoa, Eminem, chill, man. What are you yeah, doing? I can't read this fucking thing, dude. Subject repeatedly called the attorney general and complained about the something. She was being ignored by the president and his brother. That's number two. Number three, subject threatened to hold a press conference and would tell all. Number four, subject made references to bases in Cuba 
and knows of the president's plan to kill Castro. Holy shit. It's very specific. (laughs) Number five, subject made reference to her diary of secrets and what the newspapers would do with such disclosure. Oh, would you like to know who wrote this report? Oh, does it start with D? James Angleton. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say dollars for a minute. Well, I would have flipped shit, but close enough. Almost one and the same, buddy. <laughs> Both pieces of shit. So that was written August third, nineteen sixty-two. I do want. I actually, I do want to say something more about it. She would not give up the diary. Robert Kennedy went to her house, her apartment, and apparently was like, "Give me this shit, man. Give me the fucking diary. You're going to ruin my family. Give me the fucking diary." And she was like, "No." I'm not going to do it. Mm-mm, not doing it. So he's like, all right, fine. Fuck you, bitch. And he goes out. He comes back later that witnesses. There's witnesses to this. Two people comes back with other people. Mm. Yeah. They Dang. fucking drug her with barbiturates in an attempt. This is believed by the author, Michael Sala. I don't know if any who else. I'm sure other people believe this in an attempt to sedate her so they can search the place nice. and find it. Turns out, they fucking killed her. Oh, God. A little, a little too hot in the cocktail. Well, it wasn't accidental because the fucking CIA infiltrated the group that went back with Robert Kennedy and there was a CIA plant in with them. They fucking did it on purpose. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I thought it was already twisted enough. So, this transcript, written August 3rd, 1962. She died August 5th, 1962, two fucking days later, after they write a report, a transcript. The CIA, fucking Angleton, writes a report saying, look, she's talking about all this shit. Boom. She's dead. Oops. How did that happen? That's That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's weird. That's almost just like uh, Forrestal, you know? Oops. So weird. So weird. All right, so in comes George Adamski. No more Marilyn Monroe. I don't want to get too far, because that's a crazy one. <laughs> Talking about her or the story? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so George Adamski was an author who specialized in, is it ufology, ufology, ufology? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it depends on what part of the country you're from. Ufology sounds like Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, I like the ufology. <laughs> Yep, yep, that's what we're doing. <laughs> uh, so Adamski claimed to, he's even met extraterrestrials. Oh, okay. And he met he met the Nordics, this lucky bastard. He meets the cool ones. He's got photographs of crafts and video footage. Where's that at? Some claim it's all fake. I've seen it. I've seen it. You can look it up. But the craft in question looks to Look, this thing looks fucking... I don't want to say it looks fake, but it doesn't look that out of this world. Like, unconventional, like it's not a jet like with wings. and. Just, but the styling looks like something you'd see in an old Alien movie. Like, it looks retro. Like, I would think if Aliens showed up, we'd be like, that's exactly what I thought your ship would look like. I don't think that would happen. <laughs> I saw that thing on TV last night. What? You know. <laughs> George Adamski claims... That Kennedy received messages from and even met with human-looking extraterrestrials. Kennedy did. 
Yeah. Oh, all right. Now it's getting fun. On November 20th, 1952, boom, 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 years jumping around, Adamski allegedly met in what I guess it's called Desert Center, California, with an extraterrestrial that came out of a craft. Craft comes, guy comes out, thing, whatever. This was witnessed by six fucking people. Whoa, where are they at? They signed affidavits. There's there's signed affidavits about this. I, I don't know if the, it was like, it was, you know, the sun was coming up, but it basically it was like, yeah, what he's saying is true. I saw all this happen. Thank you. Have a good day. Yeah. I've seen it. Exactly. So Adamski says he met with Kennedy in late 61 and then again in 62, and he passed a message from extraterrestrials to Kennedy about a future world crisis Oh, spider! Whoa, buddy! Talk about a world crisis trying to come get you. Oh my God, that thing came right out from under my keyboard, dude. Oh hell no! Hell to the nah! Zola Black Widow at OBX. No, ooh, no. Right, right now in public, we were uh, picking up our duck donuts, and it was between duck donuts and trauma nuts. Like up in the crevice, like in full public view. I was trying to get a picture of it, and one of the girls scared it a little deeper. I'm like, we're not going after it. It's fine. We, we don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So he passed a message from extraterrestrials to Kennedy about a future world crisis that would occur in about a year. This is believed to have been the Cuban Missile Crisis of 62. Oh, shit. So, according to Adamski, Kennedy was invited to a meeting at a large mothership in California. This is according to Adamski, who some people think he's a fucking wacko, but others are like, I got no evidence that he's wrong, that he's lying. So, so he was invited to a meeting at a large mothership in California. Adamski claimed that the meeting request was to be taken to, taken directly to Kennedy through a side door at the White House. What? Kennedy allegedly met with the crew of the mothership, but wasn't invited to go for a ride. Damn it. That, <laughs> so I don't, maybe Kennedy said something or did something he didn't like, you know what I mean? <laughs> when he was going to the pee, maybe he missed a little bit. He got it on the floor, <laughs> you know, and then they were like, fuck this asshole. No, he can't even clean up. Yeah. They smelled Marilyn Monroe on him. That's what happened. Ooh. Ooh, you can't. Two of them? I bet there was Buddy. a lot of perfume on there. <laughs> oh, I already said this part. Why did I put this so far on my notes? I just told you all this shit. Clearly it was important to have it twice. I didn't. I just said it. I thought I didn't put it in my notes. I said it, but I did put it in my notes. It's just so far down. What's going on? With the CIA infiltrating the people who went to Monroe, basically what I didn't say was... Michael Sala believes that it could have been used as leverage to stop the Kennedys from attempting to put the UFO program back under control of the presidency. Because essentially what happened was Robert Kennedy was there when somebody was fucking murdered. And then they could have proof of it. Oh, shit. Who cares if one CIA agent goes down for it? But if we can take out Robert Kennedy? Damn. So that's what Michael Sala believes... He was the attorney general at the time. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, if that happened. Whoa. So they could be like, look, John, you better fucking knock it off because we know Robert was there when she died 
We're going to get you. We got proof. Damn. So Kennedy, he starts fostering relations with Russia in an attempt to stop the hostility between the two nations. What? How dare he do that? Trump did it, that bastard. And now, and Kennedy did it too. He was a great guy. What the fuck? Insane. Insanity. The politics are crazy, man. Absolutely bonkers. Unless you're in Russia. It's the same guy. Putin was in office then, too. No. No? <laughs> I forget what his name was. Kreutzchev or something like that? Gorbachev? No. Khrushchev. Khrushchev. No. It wasn't Khrushchev either? Come on. Is that what it was? Khrushchev? I think that's how you pronounce it. it wasn't it was Gorbachev was after that, right? Wasn't he the guy with the crazy birthmark on his face and Reagan was... You know a lot about Russian presidents that I have. I know of Putin. <laughs> Are you fucking Russian? I'm slowing. Yeah, don't be Russian, dude. <laughs> you gotta take life slow, buddy. <laughs> so he proposed joint space space missions instead of the the whole space race thing. He was saying it's a goal for humanity, not just a nation. Why are we racing here? Let's work together. Oh God, that's fighting words. Yeah. So that Khrushchev, whatever. At first, he was like, "Nah, nah, 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 nah. I don't want to do this." But then he thought better of it and whatever. But in doing this, Kennedy wanted also wanted to share UFO and extraterrestrial information. He wanted the CIA to share it with NASA. And Russia and the CIA Ooh. obviously did not like this. They're like, NASA, we could maybe talk about that. Not yet. Maybe we could talk. Russia, too? Hell, we're out. Yeah. So apparently, this was the trigger for Project Environment. Uh oh. And it was implemented by James Angleton. That fucking guy. Yeah. There's a document here with some handwriting. It says, uh, I had discussed with you previously. I have initiated. but Anyway, it's signed by John F. Kennedy. But then the handwriting next to it, next to John F. Kennedy, says, Angleton has MJ Directive, 11-20-1963. Oh, shit. It's written right next to John F. Kennedy's name. And then handwritten says, Angleton has MJ Directive 11-20-1963. Sorry, did I say 12 the first time, too? No, you said 20. Who who did which part? Who wrote that part? Kennedy or Angleton? It doesn't say who. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Did you say Kennedy signed it first? He signed it. Handwritten. It, Kennedy's name is on this document. And then handwritten, so it's like a top a typed document. And then so I don't know if somebody grabbed it and like wrote next to JFK's name, Angleton has MJ Directive, like basically saying MJ Directive on John F. Kennedy because I'm writing it right next to his name. Holy shit! There is something else written here, and that's probably a name, but I can't make it out. Holy hell! So basically saying. You got it, Angleton. But this brings us to Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes. He was one of several U.S. citizens who defected to Russia in 1959. Not a good look. Mm, uh, It's so weird that K-1 
Kennedy wanted to work with Russia, but then Oswald defected to Russia. Not, not like you knew that. Right. But then they pinned it on a guy who defected to Russia. So I don't think anybody was a fan of the, I mean, maybe the public or whatever, but the government was not a fan of JFK working with Russia. The CIA especially was not. Because they're like, look, you can't trust these fucking guys. And then what better way to make us not trust the fucking Russians is to have the Russian defector come in and kill our president. Right. Holy shit. That's amazing. I'm not saying amazing as in good, cool kind of amazing, but just these dots that are getting connected, I can't. I know. I know. You should have saw my head when I was listening to this fucking book, dude. It was spinning, (laughs) just fucking spinning like a top, dude. I was like, what? The CIA officially says they created a file on Oswald in 1960. Okay. But this guy, Alan Weberman, who is one of the first authors to write about the assassination after it happened, claims that CIA counterintelligence had been monitoring him even before that. How he knows that, I don't know. Hmm. So now, here comes old Angleton again. Oh, boy. He was involved with... Jerry Hemming, who was a former Marine that knew Oswald. Hemming was recruited by the CIA. So it's like they, you know, Angleton's like, let's uh let's make some connections here through a mediary. You know, let's let's get this thing worked out, man. Let's get, you know, make everybody happy here. You know? So Oswald returned to the US in nineteen sixty two and was obviously closely monitored by the cia you know he just came back from russia they're like let's keep an eye on this guy right he didn't go there for vacation does anybody go to russia for vacation i wouldn't think so that's not a place to go right you just want to go to moscow you can see the kremlin is that that's not my weekend enjoyment or a week or two weeks i I don't think i don't think no eh. it would be (laughs) neat to see the kremlin but i don't think that's no, there's a whole lot of other places that I would pay money to see before I go there, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see it. If we get an invitation from Putin, eh, I'll probably go. Yeah. Make it happen. I'd give it a shot. <laughs> Not a shot of vodka. I would oh. definitely do it. Yeah, I would do that, too. Vodka with Putin? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, fuck yeah. All right, I hope Putin listens. I doubt it. But I got an in- an interview here. Way, way too long to read. But it's an interview with Jerry Hemming, who was the Marine or whatever. And this guy, person, Argosi, is interviewing Hemming. So let me just give you a couple of things here. Argosi says, were offers to assassinate Kennedy actually made to you and your group? Hemming, rather frequently. Argosi, (laughs) how many? Hemming, more than two dozen by organized elements that had financial backing within the United States. <laughs> Argosi. What kind of elements? The right-wing, Minutemen types? Hemming. There might be a retired armed forces type, a guy from the Klan. These would only be casual conversations. When it came time to open up the attached case with the money in it, it was usually a mixed group. Argosi. You actually saw money on the line? Hemming, oh yeah, more than once. Some of the cheapos talked about a hundred thousand. One said they'd pay a million. 
Argosi. So what did you do? Hemming. About that point, we would gracefully back out. Then we would later find out that they were trying to recruit our Cuban contacts for the same purpose. Uh, it, this is a very, very long interview, but it's... Oh, my God. I know, I know. This is oh crazy. Oh, my God. You would be... If you start talking that shit, I mean, they would be on your ass if you start talking anything like that. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to assume that and yeah. I will not be having that conversation. That's not a conversation that comes to my mind about any figure. I'm not going to text about it. I'm not going to talk about it. No. I just sent you the link to that so you can check it out sometime. <laughs> That's fucking bananas. Holy shit. So Jim Garrison, who was the district attorney of New Orleans, led an investigation into the assassination. And Garrison found documented evidence that Oswald was involved in a conspiracy led by Clay Shaw. Clay Shaw had an extensive international role with the CIA. He, was, he did have a role with them and whatever. But Clay Shaw, although he did take the stand, was never convicted. Here's another thing. There was a microphone mounted to one of the police motorcycles that day, the day of the assassination. Okay. G. Robert Blakey. I don't know what G stands for. I don't remember. Gerald, maybe? I don't know. That sounds like a name of that time. Yeah. He was chief counsel of the House Select Committee on Assassinations. Now, this group sounds like, what the fuck? But it was a group put together for the purpose of investigating JFK... And then later MLK, you know, the assassinations. Okay. So there, Blakey states, this is a quote, four shots over a total period of 7.91 seconds were fired at the presidential limousine. The first, second, and fourth came from the, the depository. The third from the grassy knoll. Oh, shit. He said that on the mic on his motorcycle. No, they heard the shots on the motorcycle and then they could be, they were like, that came from a different area that, you know, that came out of my left speaker. And then one of them came out of my right speaker. What's going on? You know what I mean? Like, huh. okay. So the guy who said this was the chief counsel of the house select committee on assassination. He was like the fucking guy, you know, <laughs> like he's the guy, he's the one who does it. So the HSCA, the house select committee, you know, fuck, that's a lot to say, concluded that, quote, scientific acoustical evidence establishes a high probability that two gunmen fired at President John F. Kennedy, end quote. It added that, on the basis of the evidence available to it, that President John F. Kennedy was probably assassinated as a result of a conspiracy. <laughs> What? That's amazing. It's not good amazing, but I just can't. <laughs> Wrapping my head around the whole idea is fucking crazy. It's about to get a little weirder here. What? Right as we get close to the end. In 2007, Everett Howard Hunt confessed that he was a bench warmer for a CIA hit team planning the assassination. What the fuck? This guy, he was not a good guy. I, I, I mean, at least not to his son. I felt so fucking bad reading this interview. Like, he was mean to his son or whatever. So his son was like, yo, who killed JFK? And he's like, all right, well, sit down. You know, give me a root beer. I'll start drawing you a picture here. 
<laughs> in this confession, he states that LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, had a maniacal urge to become president, and he saw JFK as an obstacle. What the fuck? Hunt is very well known for his role in the Watergate scandal because he was involved in the burglary of the Democratic headquarters at the Watergate Hotel. (laughs) He was part of Nixon's plumbers. They called him plumbers, and they would quote-unquote fix leaks. That's the one uh, Forrest Gump saw. Yeah. I think the lights are out over there. You got a bunch of guys over there with flashlights. What's going on over there? (laughs) (laughs) So the the whole root beer thing was kind of funny, but it it was a serious thing because his son asked him, his son's name is fucking Saint John. (laughs) Okay, a little on the nose. A little strange. Saint John, whatever. So he started writing, and he wrote the initials LBJ, which is obviously Lyndon B. Johnson. And then he drew a line from LBJ, and he wrote the name Cord Meyer. Cord Meyer was a CIA agent whose wife had an affair with JFK. (laughs) She was later murdered, and that has never been solved. Just so... uh, Oh, really? Correct. This dude, St. John, is literally connecting dots. Well, his dad is, but his dad's doing the writing, I think. (laughs) But yeah. Next, he connected Meyer's name to the name of Bill Harvey, who was another CIA agent. And he also connected Meyer's name with the name of David Morales. David Morales was a a bad dude. Like, he was uh, a vicious black ops specialist. Oh. And then his father connected Morales' name with a line and in framed words wrote, French gunman Grassy Knoll. What? Yeah. And I got that little bit from a Rolling Stone article, believe it or not. (laughs) Okay. Why not? And St. John also said, this is a quote from him, and I... I don't remember if this is from that article or not. I would give credit where it's due, but I don't remember because I've done countless hours of research here. This is awesome. Quote, In 1963, my father and Frank Sturgis met with David Morales, a contract killer for the CIA, at a safe house in Miami. Morales had explained that he had been picked by Bill Harvey, a rogue and unstable CIA agent with a long history of black ops for a secret and off-the-board assignment. It was Morales' understanding that this project was coming down a chain of command, starting with Vice President Lyndon Johnson. All these men shared a common ground, a hatred for Kennedy. He was dangerous to their vision of America's political future and had abandoned them during their time of need with a refusal to bail them out after the Bay of Pigs fiasco. I didn't even mention the Bay of Pigs. That's also... A very in-depth, maybe not a very in-depth, but it's a whole episode kind of thing. Kennedy's entire time as president, which was cut short, was fucking crazy. Crazy, dude. The whole time. Before Eisenhower had the meetings with him. And then that was before he actually became president. And then shit just started going downhill right from the beginning. Did he have a moment to even warm the chair? Because he was in all kinds of stuff. 
Yeah, it sure doesn't seem like it. Man. It seems like he just – it was like he was just constantly having to look over – but he wasn't. I mean, he was socializing, having affairs left and right, this fucking guy. He didn't. He probably didn't even realize what the fuck was happening. You know what I mean? And meanwhile, you got these big bad guys just fucking coming for you, dude. So he was on cloud nine. He was president. He, his family was practically royalty in the U.S., at the Kennedy dynasty, the, that whole thing, and mm-hmm. nobody can touch me. I am untouchable. Right. He's on cloud nine. Fuck you. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Nobody can mess with me. Uh-oh. Maybe they can. Oh, they can. Roger Stone claims that LBJ micromanaged every single aspect of Kennedy's route through Dallas, ensuring that he would travel through Dealey Plaza. Oh, nice. So they used Oswald in this, and they argued that a thorough investigation could lead to nuclear war with Russia. Holy fuck. That was their argument. They had this Russian defector. He was in the area. He either did it or he was part of it. I'm not sure. And then they were like, well, he's from Russia, so let's just convict him and not dig too deep. You know what I mean? He's from Russia. He was in the area. Obviously, he fucking did it, even if he didn't do it. We'll convict him. We won't dig too deep. We won't piss off Russia. And then they just killed him. Oh, yeah. Jack Ruby just went up and done. Yeah. No loose ends. No loose ends. Yeah, before he could even fucking testify, dude. Nothing. Boom. Done. But what I have been wondering about is that second gunshot. Wasn't there... Where's that bullet? Wouldn't you be able to see an absolutely different kind of uh, reaction from that bullet? If Oswald was up in the depository far away, that bullet would have much more distinction than the one that was on the grass, you know, very close. How many hit him? Two? Pretty sure it was two. One got him in the shoulder, and then one went up, like, through his head, right? Didn't it hit him in such a way that it, like, it locked him up? I guess he threw his arms up somehow, like... Oh, yeah. And then the kill shot after that. Yeah. Where did the third one... So the third one, that was two. The third one was from another gun, potentially. And the fourth one, I don't know where that one went. Maybe the one from the grassy knoll. Maybe that one missed. But where did it go? I don't know. Maybe it hit the depository. (laughs) But did one of the... Did the driver get hit, too? Or was that one that went through Kennedy and went into went through the seat into the driver? Well, the driver drove off. Right. I don't know. I don't know the geometry of the shots. I mean, I've seen it before, and I've looked. I've watched the Zapruder film. Is it Zapruder film? It sounds right. Sure. I think that's it. I've watched it, but I've never really focused on like. You know, where it came from and what got him and what got who and... Man. What's weird about this whole thing... Well, this this is the weird part. Well, well not... I just got a, a couple more points here. Alan Dulles was appointed to the Warren Commission, which was the official investigation into the assassination. Real fucking nice. Yeah. So, Dulles, the one who wrote up Project Environment, suggesting that anybody gets killed if they get in the way of MJ-12, is now on the fucking investigating committee. (laughs) 
Okay. That's not a conflict of interest or anything. No, no. Well, they, you know, hey, he's CIA, man. He's got to be honest. Oh, yeah, sure. Most of the documents that Alan Dulles ordered to be classified were only very recently declassified. In 2017 is when they started declassifying them. And that's when Trump, the Trump administration, forced them to release them. Oh, shit. Despite the CIA dragging their feet. They're like, I don't know. And, you know, they're like, release these fucking documents. Like tens of thousands of documents, dude. That's insane. So right there alone tells me that what was the reason why they didn't want to release them? Huh? That something they didn't want anybody to see. Yeah. Two more quick things. All right. And then that'll be it. (laughs) Eugene Dinkin was a cryptographer stationed in Metz, France. And he intercepted two messages in early November 1963 about the JFK assassination. Okay. His army superiors, they were like, I don't want anything to do with this. Fuck it. So he had a letter sent to Robert Kennedy about it from France to Robert Kennedy in America. What? But he was like, he was like, ah, fuck, this is, this is taking too long. So then he abandons his post. He goes to Geneva, Switzerland to the UN headquarters and starts telling the press, like, this is November 6th of 1962. He's like, this is going to happen. I intercepted these messages and blah, blah, blah. The CIA learned of this plan, and the Army picked him up, and he was taken to a psychiatric ward of Walter Reed Hospital in D.C. What the hell? So he went AWOL to get this message out because he that's how much he believed in it. Yep. Now, David Christensen, who was also a cryptographer, but he was stationed in Scotland, His base was being used by the CIA to monitor worldwide electronic communications. Oh, really? This was the 60s. And you don't think they're listening to us now, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) I I love the memes for the wiretaps. I can't see anything because I'm afraid they wiretap my phone. That was 1962 or whatever. Yeah. And then now we're like, hey, wiretap, turn my lights on. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking crazy, dude. (laughs) So Christensen... That's what he's doing. He's wiretapped the whole world. He allegedly, quote, heard something he shouldn't have, end quote. Guess what happened to him? Hmm. He was committed to a mental hospital. Oh, really? That seems... That's funny how both of them were. Christensen, mental hospital. Eugene Dinkin, mental hospital. James Forrestal, mental hospital. That's how they get away with suiciding you. That's how they do it. That's fucked up. These guys, Dinkin was released. But I I don't know about Christensen. I didn't look too hard into him. So, who killed JFK, Will? (laughs) Hmm. Let me guess. The fucking CIA, man! Oh, yeah. Oh, my. I can't. (laughs) This, I'm telling you right now, if you don't believe that JFK was assassinated or was very the assassination the assassinator what what the assassin yeah the assassinator <laughs> big t- that's a pretty dope name <laughs> you know who are you i am the assassinator 
See, that's, you distract your enemies right there. They're like, that's is that a word? I'm pretty sure that's not a... <laughs> <laughs> I got a kill-death ratio of one point zero. <laughs> the CIA, man. The government fucking took him out. All these people hated him. All the guy was doing was trying to get the fucking UFO shit out. But was he killed over him knowing about UFOs? That's hard to say. They probably, if he would have just left it at that, at him knowing about UFOs, they they may have tossed his ass in a mental hospital later on. But I, yeah. I would, I don't know, I would hazard a guess the whole Russian thing. Why don't we team up with Russia, tell them everything. Why don't you guys tell NASA everything too? And then that was probably the the catalyst to really get them into action. We're not fucking... We're not team. What the fuck? We can't do that. So in a way, he was killed over his knowledge of aliens. Well, I guess, yeah. It was all put together by MJ-12. It should be wet. Alan Dulles. Angleton. Isn't that ironic that Forrestal, the group that Forrestal was part of, is the group that killed him and also killed his friend John F. Kennedy? The group Damn. that James Forrestal was a founding member of. Holy shit, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That, this whole thing is incredible. I can't believe. I don't think it's, I don't think we're done, dude. I, I mean, I could have. No, I mean, this episode is done, but I don't think the those powers are done oh. doing shit in the world. Yeah, I don't either. I think it's still going on for sure. I don't know what the next step is. I don't know, man. All these weird deaths where they're just random. Are they random, though? You got to wonder, right? You got to wonder, like, what did they know? What about McAfee? Oh, yeah. McAfee. I'm convinced that they took him out. I don't know why. I don't know what he would have possibly known about anybody. Yeah, he was on... I don't remember if it was the Joe Rogan podcast or what it was, but he was on, it might have been Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli. McAfee on there? It might have been. He's a kook, man. He was a kook. He was, I can't remember what it was. It might have been Joe Rogan. Either way. But he was saying, like, I guess he was wanted for murder or some shit like that, right? Yeah, and that's the story that I know. I don't know. Maybe we'll dig into his craziness one time. Yeah, that's why he like took off out of the country or some. He was out of the country. Yeah, I don't know, man. This this whole thing was absolutely crazy. Yeah, it was, and I even had to not put some stuff in, like the whole Monroe <laughs> thing. There were parts that I just fucking skipped altogether. I was like, I I'm not, I can't dig into it. I can't. No. <laughs> oh my god, this was awesome. Yeah, I had fun. I guess um, tell us your opinions. Apple Podcasts, com slash bring on the weird. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the places. We really need to get back into using Discord because people are using it. We, we kind of stepped away for a bit. Well, we were on vacation. You know, you went on vacation. I was on vacation a little bit before that. And yeah. But, so. man, it just, this is crazy. I don't even know. You think the CIA did it? Probably. Maybe. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm asking you. Oh, 
I didn't know if you were asking the people. Them too. I would be shocked if Oswald wasn't a CIA member when he did it. I would be shocked. And that's why they got rid of him as soon as they did. Yeah. Why would you shoot the man who shot the president without a chance for a fucking trial? Like, let's hear what happened. Right. But fucking Jack Ruby comes out like Clint Eastwood just fucking blasting. Out of nowhere. It's boom. I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah. But if you want some dope merch, go to Zazzle.com slash store slash bring on a weird. MyConspiracyTees.com slash bring on a weird. Or tpublic.com and search bring on a weird. That's right. I can't believe there's still so much more weirdness in the world. Yeah. I cover almost every conspiracy theory in this series. I know. It was a hundred years. A hundred years of conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> but stay weird, world. And we'll see you guys next time.